Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go. Hour number three on a Monday. It's the Herd. So we were talking about this during the – I was rooting for Rory McIlroy yesterday. So if Brooks Kepka is the best golfer in the world – now, Kepka didn't like the U.S. Open course. He was he was okay. He was never bad. He was just kind of around. If you take Brooks Kepka out, who I say is the best big event golfer in the world, I think Rory McIlroy second, but he doesn't have a major. When's the last time he won a major? So Rory has four. He's last got, one in 2014. So he hasn't won a major – in nine. nine years. Now, he was very close at the Masters. Second at the Masters last year. Okay, so it, it's funny about Rory McIlroy. He doesn't quite, he's missed some really key putts. I love watching him play. I think he's the only guy that's got some Tiger Woods. He can get the ball out of the rough. I mean, he's strong. He's an athlete. And you can see he can use that power game. He's just, you know, when Tiger was in his prime, he was putting radar. Yeah. And Rory doesn't quite have that. But I find myself, there's four golfers on this planet that get me to a TV if they're winning. Rory, Brooks Kepka, Phil Mickelson, and I would say Dustin Johnson. If those four are on Sunday going for it, I'm locked in. Tiger? I, uh, well, again, I feel like Tiger's been there, done obvious. that. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I don't think he's going to, you know, he won the Masters a few years ago, but I kind of feel like we're out of Tiger majors. He's just not physically, you okay. know. That's fair. I'm not going to argue with but you. But there's about, th- th- that's why when the PGA guys said, you know, some of them said, we're going to go to the live tour. Like, I got it. Like there's, in the NBA, there's 15 guys that can get me to a TV. In the NFL, there's lots. Golf's got about four at any one time in my life. There have been four golfers that gave me to a TV, and they were never treated better than other golfers. Yeah. And that's why a lot of them said, um, this, isn't, this isn't right. But I, Rory, I find myself with Rory. He's not underachieving because he's still really good, but it's so cruel in golf. He's great off the tee, got great iron play. He's always in the running. If you gave him like 12 putts in his career that didn't fall, that fall, I feel like he'd have seven majors. 
and we'd view him differently. Yeah. Do you view him as elite? Yeah, I, I do, but... I'd I love mean, him. I love watching How could he not be elite? Like, what's the... Again, it's just like, he je- only four majors. Hasn't won one in nine yeah. years. How many for Brooks Kepka? Well, he's... He, I, off the top of my head, five. But he's also... He's really... I think five. He's really good. He's a big event player. How many has he got? Five? Yeah, I'll five. Look it up now. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's so, surprising. I didn't know he had more than Rory. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, after spending his... <laughs> it was a long 11 years. His 11-year career in Washington. Bradley Beal is reportedly on his way to join Devin Booker and KD in Phoenix. For years, I've been saying, I wish Bradley Beal would go to a winning organization. A great front office, great ownership, other great players. And, uh, you know, for about an hour, you thought the John Wall, Bradley Beal thing would work, but Wall was never what people thought he was. And so Bradley Beal, really good player, really smart guy, loyal player, sat for years in a bad operation. Then the Phoenix Suns go out and they get a new owner. And uh, he's uh, much better than the previous owner. And new owners tend to be really, really aggressive. We saw Steve Ballmer do this. We saw David Tepper, Carolina do this. New owners want to put their imprint on an organization. And so the Phoenix Suns owner says, get me Bradley Beal. That's after getting Kevin Durant. And I love this squad. Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker. Yes, that's a really good basketball team. I hear this. What about Phoenix's bench? You know who led the NBA in bench scoring this year? The Pacers. The Spurs were second. The Pistons were top five. You know who wasn't good off the bench in terms of productivity? Miami. Celtics, Sixers. Denver was middle of the pack. A good GM can move parts and cobble together a workable bench. A great GM can't make Chris Paul younger or Landry Shamit better. For the record, the Sacramento Kings had the number one bench scoring in the playoffs. One and done. See ya. Give me a break on bench. They have DeAndre Ayton. My guess is they'll move him for parts. They'll fortify their bench. They'll get another average starter. And there you go. But we, we, we've discussed this multiple times on the show. You don't need three megastars. In fact, Brooklyn did that and it flamed out. You need three very impactful players that can work and fit together. KD doesn't need the ball in his hands. He worked instantly with Phoenix. Devin Booker has the ball in his hands a little more, but he's not a ball hog. He's not, he's not a Westbrook player or a James Harden player. He dribbles the air out of the ball. And then you have Bradley Beal, again, can catch and shoot, can lead traffic. But Chris Paul was getting old. Chris Paul wants to end his career somewhere in L.A., Clippers, Lakers. This is a perfect fit. When anybody laments Phoenix's bench, A, it wasn't as bad as you think. Go look it up from last year. And uh, secondly, who rolled through the NBA playoffs? Was it Jokic, Murray, and Gordon or the Nuggets bench? <laughs> Give me a break. Bragging about your bench in real estate is like bragging about your two-car garage. It ain't selling the home. The kitchen is. The master bath is. The, the, the neighborhood is. The landscaping can help. It's not your two-car garage. So it's nice to have. It'd be great to have the league's best bench. But if you have three impactful players, chances are you can't afford it. That's why the Pacers had the best bench scoring, and the Spurs were second. What do you bet with Victor Wembanyama? They probably won't have great bench scoring. 
because their star will do more of the scoring. So I got three guys, all smart veterans, all impactful. None of them constantly need the ball. All of them want one thing. That's a ring. Again, there was a reason Twitter blew up and the internet exploded with the news that Bradley Beal was going to the Suns. It did not explode because they picked up a bench wing three and D guy. They're just bench guys. You have free agency to improve your bench. You have a trade. You have the draft. You have the buyout market. Uh, Kevin Love came out of the buyout market. Pat Bev. You have the trade deadline. I get Bradley Beal, a camp, an offseason, a full season with Vogel, KD, Booker. This is going to be a really, really good basketball team. My guess is their bench will be, I don't know, top 12 to 15 in the league exactly where Denver's was. All right, so uh, part of the trade was uh, Chris Paul going to Washington. Now, Chris Paul, they're going to buy him out, and Chris Paul is going to be a free agent. And then Chris Paul is either going to go where he wants to live in Los Angeles to the Lakers and Clippers. Chris Paul was on with Michael Strahan, Good Morning America, this morning and talked about how he found out he'd been traded. I see this potential blockbuster deal between you and Bradley Bill that may take you from Phoenix to Washington and vice versa. Mm. I was surprised. What are your first thoughts on that? I was surprised, too. (laughs) (laughs) I found out on the plane yesterday flying here for this. You know, in this league, anything can happen. So you just figure out what's next. Mm. What George, was your first reaction? Don't push him any further. He's trying to be nice about it. Yeah, he yeah, is, right? Yeah. What's happening? Um, it's crazy to me how many people are pushing back on Chris Paul to the Clippers. For three years, I've watched this team with a great owner and a great coach and two phenomenal wing players have no facilitator and try to make Kawhi Leonard, who in his prime was not a facilitator, He's been a get a bucket, get a stop guy. He's never been get a teammate, an easy jumper guy. Westbrook's a score, bad hands, not great vision. It's not who you want leading you, and he needs the ball all the time. Chris Paul is the classic facilitator on a team with a great owner, a great front office, a great coach, and terrific wings. Yes, it would be better if he was 28, not 38. But he's not, and it would kind of be odd if he had a 21- or 22-year-old point guard with Kawhi and Paul George anyway. I would prefer a younger Chris Paul. But Kawhi's not a leader. Kawhi's not verbal. Check, check. Chris Paul is both. Not everything is a six-year plan. We talk about this all the time. I say this about Bryce Young, Carolina Panthers quarterback. Not every player has to be a 401k. Some are day-trading stocks. Some you buy, you sell, you move. Chris Paul for a year with the Clippers. Because remember, Kawhi and Paul George, one more locked-in year with the Clippers than player options. They could be moving. So it's a one-year deal, potentially two. And again, impactful players. Is Chris Paul a star? Well, obviously he is from the commercials, but what he is is impactful. He's outspoken. He's a leader. He'll set up your offense. Uh, He's going to play... 48 to 52 regular season games. If you play 17 games in the playoffs, can he play 14? Remember, this this Chris Paul-led Suns gave Denver issues until Chris Paul got hurt. So um, the way I look at this thing, 
You need, in league history, historically three impactful players who fit together. Check, check, check. And, and you generally win a title if two or three are in their prime. Not the case. I don't think Chris makes them a championship team. Does he make him a Western Conference Finals team? I think it's in the running. Denver, Phoenix today are really good. We don't know quite what to do with the Lakers, the Warriors, or the Clippers, but I feel better about the Clippers this morning with Chris Paul than I did yesterday without him. This team's been running around trying to make Kawhi and Paul George their facilitator. It's like taking a, a, a slot receiver and say, hey, be our quarterback. Get the offense up and running. You can, you can pick up yards, but in the end, it doesn't look right. It doesn't feel right. It's clunky. It takes some time to get into plays. I like Chris Paul to the Clippers a lot. I wish he was younger, but I also wish Kawhi was available more often. He's not. That's your reality. Are you better today if Chris Paul goes to the Clippers? Yep, you're better. Are you great? Doubt it. Are you good? You were good last year. Owner, front office, coach, wings, and a little too old point guard. Sounds like a really good basketball team to me. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Well, he played 10 years in the NBA, nine different teams, and all those experiences have led to somebody with a great deal at his age of a lot of NBA wisdom. And Ryan Hollins, who's got a podcast, Rookie Life, on iHeartRadio. So, listen, KD, Booker, and Beal are perimeter players, okay? And you could argue it's not a perfect fit. But, man, smart guys. They don't need the ball all the time in their hands. 
They're all willing defenders. Feels like they'll kind of figure out how to make it work, right? I, I, I do. Uh, I, I believe they'll figure it out. Obviously, the biggest questions, like you just admitted, are what? Chemistry. You know, getting the right pieces to fill in, seeing uh, how they'll work together. I play with Bradley Bill. Here's the thing about Brad that he never got credit for is his ability to play, make, and play off of the basketball. When John was there, John was so good with the ball in his hands that we needed John to be dominant. He loves the pass. He could play, make. He was one of the league's, but one of the league's best point guards. But Brad, when John will go out the game, took over with the ball in his hand. So I think you're going to get a chance to see Bradley Bill's playmaking. Hey, Colin, here's the reality with the new NBA. You're likely not going to see these three guys play together a bulk of time this season. Right. So you're going to need Bradley Bill to carry the load in a lot of situations. Yeah. So Aiton's an interesting player. First of all, he's a big that runs well. He's not an elite offensive player nor an elite defensive player, so we don't consider him a top six big. But he's got value. He's athletic. Um, Vogel tends to make bigs better. My guess is I think I would move him if I could to get two pieces, fortify the bench, get another maybe less talented big. You don't need scoring from that position at all now. What is your guess? What do you make of Aiton as a player? What could he fetch? What What do you think they do? First off, DeAndre Aiton is an immense talent. Okay, he, he can run. He can jump. Uh, he's got great touch around the rim. But unfortunately, the center position the way that he plays it is not winning you a championship. You know, Jokic is, he's an outlier. Okay. He could, he could pass, he could dribble, he could do all that. We're, we're Colin, we're still trying to figure out what he is. So ultimately at the end of the day, I do agree that they're looking to move Deandre Aiden. I have not heard that um, from any of our sources, just only what we've seen put out and they do need to bolster and they can get a rim protector, someone of a cheaper value to come in and protect the rim rim run, uh, do an assortment of things that Aiton did because at the end of the day for that value, you would rather take, you know, two or three uh, mid-level guys who can bring toughness and perimeter shooting and veteran leadership because at the end of the day, when you make a move like that and you're the Phoenix Suns, you have to win a championship. You've got to compete for the, a championship. And if you're looking at it, unfortunately, we got a lot of respect for the Nuggets. But if you want to come out of the West, the time is now. There are no juggernauts in the entire NBA. The time to come out the West, the time to win a championship is now. And that's why you see Phoenix making these aggressive moves. So uh, a couple of non-Phoenix questions. Uh, I loved Zion Williamson out of college. Um, but New Orleans is, it's a party city. It's a fun city. He's a young kid. And I've seen this with jaw. We ask a lot of our stars and Instagram and the women and the fame and the, and Zion feels like in New Orleans, Ryan, he just, he may need a reboot. Am I being too harsh? Would you move it? Sometimes Andrew Wiggins needed a reboot. Yep. Aaron Gordon, it's okay. I'm not blaming the player. Not everybody's first job is their best job. What What would you do with Zion if you were New Orleans? Here's the thing, Colin. You're right. Um, if you're Zion Williamson and the Pelicans, I, I think a trade would be best for both sides. Not that the Pelicans don't have a great team and they're not building amazing things over there with Dave Griffin and a former teammate of, of, of mine coaching, uh, doing a great job. Uh, I think for Zion, it, it's a fresh start. He gets a chance. I remember as a young player, I was in Charlotte and, you know, I, I didn't play much. I wasn't really appreciated. I get traded to Dallas and all of a sudden I'm the highest jumping, fastest running guy 
uh, on the team. And I filled a role that that team didn't have. And it was also a wake up call to the league where I had to read, uh, you know, excite myself and redefine myself as Zion's an immense talent. I think when he goes somewhere, I think it'll be a, a, a hit of reality. And sometimes just in life, a fresh start can be good. And I don't think in this point, we really always like to point fingers at Zion's fault. It's the Pelicans fault. They didn't build around him. Sometimes it's just a, a, a fresh start, and it doesn't have to be anybody's fault. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't have to be anybody's fault. Okay, so Victor Wembanyama is a generational player. It feels like every eight or nine years we'll get a LeBron, right? We'll, we'll, you get a, you, you don't get many of them. You may get one or two a decade, and sometimes, like Jokic, you don't even see him coming. So it's very rare in my life, maybe once or twice a decade, you get a Duncan where everybody knows this guy's going to be a great player really quick. And I think Victor's that. The, the, now, I don't watch enough college basketball to be an expert. Scoot is wildly dynamic. You could see some jaw there. Uh, the kid from Alabama, 6'9", runs the floor. He's going to be a nice NBA player. Then there's some guys that have holes in their game. If you were drafting second, who would you take Thursday, Ryan, and why would you draft them? Man, with all due respect, uh, there's no question that, that that would be Scoot. Um, he has the potential to be a generational talent. Um, he, he's a guy, you look at the success that Ja Morant had. Oh, I don't think yeah. he's a shooter that Ja is. But I think from a physical standpoint of being NBA ready, and you think about the spacing that you have on the floor, this kid is box offense and, and ready to step in and, and play. Uh, I got a chance to talk to a couple people that work with him with that Ignite and, and behind the scenes. And he's a gym rat. He loves the game. He comes from a basketball family. So a, a, a lot of the off the court issues or, or, or is he motivated? Is he ready to play? I don't think those are concerns here. And I'm not taking a knock at any of the other guys, but I think the way that the NBA is played to take uh, Scoot Henderson is going to step in right now and make an impact. And Charlotte is going to have some, some questions there. Are you going to bring him in? to play with LaMelo, are, are those two going to be able to share the basketball? Or do you see there's maybe a power move that can be made to get someone and get a stacked team there around LaMelo? So I, I think, man, we are going to see one of the most exciting drafts that we've seen in a while. And, you know, unfortunately, my Rockets, hey, who knows? They may they may slide into that pick. They may not. I just think there's options everywhere. But we were excited in Houston thinking that Scoop was going to be the guy. But um, hey, man, our Rockets got the fourth pick, and I'm excited. I speak for myself, not the organization, uh, to see what's going to happen moving forward. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 certain guys you see in the draft, and the eyes don't lie. When Minyama is going to score 20-plus as a rookie, nobody's, he's just going to get shots. Scoot is going to fly past. I think you put it, with spacing today and no hand check, nobody's going to stay in yeah. front of Scoot Henderson nobody's going to stay in front of that guy. That guy is lightning. My only concern with these young guards, Derek Rose and John Morant, without a hand check, John Ryan, there's no way to stay in front of them. And they often finish at the rim against the big trees. So I, I saw a story a week ago where Scoot was hanging out with Steph Curry. And I thought to myself, that is the perfect guy to hang out with. Cause I think my concern always with Derek Rose or John Wall is if you don't have a great shot, and you can get past everybody, then you will. And I think Scoot has to develop a jumper. Otherwise, it's going to be – I mean, that's my takeaway on him. You can see how fast he is. Nobody's going to stay in front of that kid. There's absolutely no way. That's how I see it. How do you see it? Yeah, man. Listen, uh, he, like I said, he's NBA ready right now. He's going to be taking guys for a ride. And if you remember a young Derrick Rose, 
Uh, Derrick Rose wasn't the greatest shooter. That's that's something that he went and worked on. But Derrick Rose was a jumper. But from a physical standpoint, I don't think I've seen a guard that he has what Scoot has. He almost reminds me of Rajon Rondo, not quite picking the ball up off the floor, but the way he just palms the ball on the way to the, uh, to the hoop. And then another thing, Colin, I think he'll be able to step in right now and stay in front of those guards and defend. Now, there's things he's going to have to learn about the nuances of the game, how great guys shoot. But he is a student of the game. He's going out and he's figuring things out. Some of these guys, Colin, and, and you know it, their box office early. LeBron James was was playing pickup ball with Michael Jordan at 15 and 16 years old. Scoot Henderson is already running around with some of the NBA's best, and we've seen this. So these guys that come on the scene, uh, the, the Kevin Durant's, the John Morant's, they're already around these great players before they become great. Ryan Hollins, NBA Rookie Life podcast on iHeartRadio. Look good as always, my man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, brother. Talk soon. Yeah, I, I could see. What if you were a team like a, a Milwaukee and you're like, you know what? We got Giannis. We got to get athletic. We give away a ton. Get us up and get him. Spurs aren't moving, obviously. But, I mean, they're, they're, I, Scoot's a kid that can play today. You mentioned Milwaukee, Colin. I got a lot of people upset. Why? You know, the NBA Twitter crowd, those bozos. All of them are like, oh, the Nuggets are definitely going back to the finals. Come on, Nuggets are going back. They're the best team. We like the Nuggets a lot. We see the potential. Didn't everybody say this about the Milwaukee Bucks when Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday went to the finals a couple years ago? Yes. Have they been back? Nope. It's not easy. This idea that just because you win a title, you're going to go back the next year. It's a lot different hunting than versus being the hunted. Well, the and now thing, everybody's gunning for the Nuggets. Um, what really pulled Milwaukee back is Chris Middleton's injury. Things happen. Okay, like, Jamal Murray has another injury. It's Michael Porter, same. he's integral to this team, man. Like He's a good player. Yeah, but I mean, Jamal had the ACL. If he, if he got in, it's not the same team. No. So it's, it's listen, that's why you you cherish championships. <laughs> like, they think how good the Heatles were. They got two. You know how and many times was, in, what is it, 47 years, or how many years the Nuggets have been in the league? How many titles they have? One. Yeah, it's hard. Do you know how many times LeBron has been to the finals in the last 15 years? Like, It's crazy how franchises can't get to about, the finals. Think about this. Just off the top of your head, if I said a player that comes into the league, it's rare. Victor Wambanyama is so rare. Name the last five players who came into the league, and we all knew they would dominate immediately. They would be really good. Victor will be one. Tim Duncan. LeBron. Tim Duncan, Shaq. We did not know Kobe was going to be there. We did no not. Way. That's right. That's Absolutely right. Absolutely not. We did not know Steph Curry. Steph Curry, no. We, we didn't know KD. Clue. KD was skinny. He was talented. We didn't he know. He was picked second after Greg Oden. Yeah. So, I mean, Victor's going to be one of those guys. LeBron was one of those guys. Duncan was one of those guys. Shaq was one of those guys. They all lived up to the hype. I would say, I would say magic. Michael went third. Akeem. I, mean, I would say Akeem. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm saying, if you say once a decade, it, it's, it's in that every eight years you get a guy and you're like, oh, yeah, he'll score 20 as a rookie. You don't want to poke holes in Olajuwon, who had a really great career great Hall of career. Famer. But when did he win his two titles? When Michael left. Right. And, I, I, again, I don't know that Jordan would have kept winning titles if he had stayed, but, you know, a lot. it's tough to win, Chip. It's tough to get to the finals. Well, it's exhausting. I mean, people, here's the other thing. Like, you see this in baseball. If you go to the postseason, like the Dodgers went time after time after time, well, you're asking your starting pitchers 
five more postseason starts. They don't get done until like November, yeah. and then you turn around for spring. So that you know, it's it's there's a, a term for it. Obviously, it's arm fatigue. It's hard to go to a back to back playoff run. I mean, you've seen Atlanta, Houston, Dodgers, but it's hard because of fatigue. Do you know what you're asking these, especially bigs? You're asking Jokic, just added another 20 games yeah. with that body. Hey, I, he's going to go overseas. He's going to drink some beer, ride some horses. He's going to come back, and then you're going to ask him to, to do another 82 games, 20, another 100 games. Yeah. By and the way, do you yeah. know how many playoff games Tatum has played in in the last four years? It's like a full entire season when you're playing 20 playoff games. And you have said many times how playoff games are not like regular season games. Nope. It is a it's totally more taxing on the body and the mind. And you're adding now four 20-game postseasons. That's 80 games. That's another season. Yes. Even though Tatum's young and Brown's young, like, that's a lot. Look at Jordan. Jordan, I remember reading a story about Jordan after he retired the first time. It's just, even for Jordan, who was relentless, it's exhausting. Those postseason runs. And in Michael's era, you could be tackled. Yeah. Michael just, like, needed <laughs> – he, he literally was like, I need baseball. My it, body needs rest. It adds to – and I know LeBron haters don't want to hear this, but, like, the fact that LeBron went to the finals eight – was it eight years in a row? I think he did, right? Yeah. Cleveland, Miami, like, Cleveland – like, that's unbelievable. And was also playing a majority of the regular season games. Yeah. Can you imagine if he took a year and a half off to – just a sabbatical? Like – how, how refreshed would LeBron be now going into his late 30s? Well, can, so, uh, there were a couple of games this year. Remember when he got dinged up this year and he took time off? Didn't he come and he came back and he played? He had a couple of games where you're like, oh, my God, he looks like 29 years old. Like, you can see when LeBron, like, was it the Den one of the Denver games? Like, LeBron got an extra day's rest. He got, like, two or three yeah, days yeah, rest. Yeah. And you were yeah. like, oh, my God, LeBron looks yeah. But the next game... Like the gas tank's empty. He's so just, let's keep an eye on the Heat, right? They went to the finals. Uh, last year they lost in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they went to the finals of the bubble. A lot of playoff games on a guy like Jimmy Butler who was run into the ground by Thibodeau. I have my concerns. They need to add Damian Lillard. They can't just run this back. No. There's no chance. Yeah. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Let's give some love to Jordan Love, QB1 in Green Bay. Uh, he feels confident in what this offense can do. I mean, I think we got a great team. I think we got a good offense, a young offense, um, and we have a lot of you know work to keep putting in, keep building together. Um, and I think we have really good defense. Um, that once we get everybody back and healthy, we'll be really good. I think once they once everybody just gets rolling, gets comfortable with the offense, and um, you know being where they need to be every play, that you know the sky's the limit for us. This is a small thing, Colin. I got to be honest, I looked at the image of Jordan Love there, and I was like, oh, I, I, I didn't know he had that kind of haircut. Like, when He's you're young. the guy behind the guy, yeah. the media's not up in your grill every game. They're yeah. talking to Aaron Rodgers and the other players. No, it's a different ball the, game. The, Jordan Love has got a lot more on his shoulders than just figuring out the offense and defense and stuff. you got to meet the media after every game. And he looked pretty solid doing it there, but yeah. uh, we can see a lot of Jordan Love. I'm, I'm actually season. very interested to see how he plays. I, I do believe... He's going to have the opposite of last year for Aaron. Remember, Aaron did not go to OTAs with the receivers, and it there's no question there was stunting of the growth of their offense. And then Thanksgiving, Aaron got really good because they'd worked together. Yeah. I think Jordan's the opposite. I think he's going to be pretty good early. Everybody then is going to get tape on him, and then you know what he can't do. 
But, Mike, if you look at their schedule, I think Green Bay's actually going to be pretty good first eight. We don't know what Jordan Love is, and we don't know what he isn't. So That could be positive. They could yeah. take some teams by surprise. What, what's their schedule look like? Open at Chicago, then at, at Atlanta. I think they'll be probably favorites in maybe both of those. Uh, and then versus New Orleans, that'll be the Derek Carr game. So, so those a are a lot, lot of reasonable. Versus Detroit. Yeah. I mean, you know, at the Raiders, 5-0 is not out of the question. No. I don't think it'll happen. So I think they're going to be. I think Green Bay last year was kind of a mess until Aaron had some symmetry with the young yeah. guys. The, the advantage with Jordan Love, he is a young guy. So I think he's going to be, and I think he feels that pressure. I think the whole Watson, Romeo Dobbs, the young tight ends, I think they're going to be a handful. I think they're going to be really interesting, and you're going to be kind of guessing defensively what they can do. Hmm. I do think, though, eventually there are some limitations to his game. Week 9, 10, you kind of know what he can not do. And then I think their second half of the season, if you look at a lot of their rivalry games, second half of the season, then I think they sputter a little bit. I think they're a seven to eight win team. I forget who, was it Atlanta that we looked at the schedule last week and they faced Atlanta's got the easiest schedule. Quarterbacks? Or or, or like rookie quarterbacks or first year guys? Like, yeah, I don't, we'll see. We'll see on Jordan Love. Uh, Next up, let's go to the Bengals. They won back to back AFC North titles. Won five playoff games in those two seasons. I think Andy Dalton had zero wins in his um, tenure there in Cincinnati. Um, Head coach Zach Taylor thinks this year's squad could be the best he's ever had. It's the best we've had. Um, And that's, you know, it's it's hard in in pro football now to have, you know, I think as strong as a 53-man roster that we could potentially have. I, I just think it is the way the salary cap's built, and you got to acquire young players and hope that they can step up quickly. And you feel like this thing is is way ahead of we've been in years past. You know, just from especially the first day I got here. So you can see the details. Uh, guys are moving so quickly because they understand. There's such a great understanding. You know, the players here are empowered. They've taken ownership of our schemes, and so that uh, that allows them to take the next step. Windows open. Quarterback that's on the rookie deal. Not much longer. I think Cleveland thought bringing Deshaun Watson in was going to be this magic elixir to championships. If Kenny Pickett can play, Cincinnati's loaded. If Kenny Pickett can play, did you get Deshaun Watson to finish in third and fourth? I mean, Baltimore's a better organization. By the way, speaking of guys coming into the NBA you didn't know would be a star, did anybody think Joe Burrow would have this kind of success this early? I got got ripped when I said I thought he'd be a better Tony Romo because I thought Tony Romo was a B-plus quarterback. I thought Tony had a really nice career. I said I think he's a better Tony Romo. I got crushed for it. Obviously, I was wrong. He's a way better Tony Romo. Um... I didn't think he'd be this. No, I don't think anybody did. Well, a lot of people were saying, yeah. He couldn't start at Ohio State. His first year, I'll never forget, his first year at LSU, he had like, what, 14 touchdowns? No, I mean. Minuscule numbers, and you're like, then the next year, it's like a 90 touchdown I remember, I remember hearing people say Joe Montana, and I remember saying on the air, can we stop? That's insane. Of course. But he looks. He had. There's a lot there. It's unbelievable, his rise. He is so good. On key downs, he's so he's like Mahomes. He's situationally that's where the difference between him and Lamar and Herbert and Allen. He's so good in situational third and eight, getting nine. He is so good at. I think he's as as good. He's not as talented as Mahomes, but he's as good in those crisis moments. Remember how worried that people were, like, oh, Brady. 
Brady and Manning are going to be retiring soon. The league's losing all their star <laughs> quarterbacks. It's like Mahomes and Burrow. <laughs> we haven't lost anything. These are two all-time greats, it feels like, right? They're so young in their Outside careers. Outside of Jalen Hurts, every great young quarterback talent is all in the AFC. Um, I mean, Justin, no. I, I mean, honestly, Justin Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Lamar, Herbert. That's five. Dak. I, Cousins. Uh, no, I don't kid, think, they're not young Come anymore. On, yeah, I, I would say Jalen Hurts is is uh, uh, I don't, whatever order you want to go in. Those are the six like wow young quarterbacks. Like just different. Five are in the AFC. Pretty, pretty loaded. Yeah. Unfortunate for my Jets. Uh, final story. Wyndham Clark became a I hope I said his name right. Became yeah. a first time major winner on Sunday taking the 2023 U.S. Open title. Finished 10 under. One shot ahead of Collins guy, Roy was it was not easy, by the way. No. He got a little tight. He did. Uh, this was only his second PGA Tour victory after winning the Wells Fargo Championship last month. Um, I don't really know his background, but I do like these come-out-of-nowhere stories. Like, Wyndham Clark could have delivered a pizza to this studio a week ago, and we would have been like, hey, thanks for the pizza. You know, no idea who he is. Yeah, no, I mean, he, got, he felt a little tight. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's he's obviously a super talented guy. Uh, Ricky Fowler just just hit too many I don't know if you call them bad shots but Ricky Fowler got himself in trouble a little bit too much I thought at one point he was going to win it uh, Rory McIlroy played great um, that was fun I, I, I would say LA Country Club which is in a beautiful part of Los Angeles is not as striking obviously as a pebble beach and the mm. cliffs uh, I thought it was a nice tournament it didn't it didn't feel I mean, am I being harsh it didn't feel like Pinehurst. It didn't feel, I didn't feel like that. It yeah, felt I, like it was a round of golf with a bunch of good guys playing on a Sunday. Fun fact about Wyndham Clark, and I didn't watch a, the the telecast, so uh, forgive me if they brought this up. He was a high school classmate of Christian McCaffrey. Yes, yes. They, they talked that about that multiple times. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Clearly, I didn't watch a lot. That's of okay. Listen, I, you're not in the demographic. Life's too short for me to watch a lot of golf on TV. You know, there's just well, stuff to do. Well, my life is running short, so How about I this? have nothing but time for Since golf. we're not on, you know, just radio. Um, so my daughter had her first ever dance performance yeah. Saturday. And I go up to another dad. I'm like, oh, what's going on? He's like, did you see Blake Griffin over there? I guess Blake Griffin has a daughter in this Well, you program. live in a very bougie Yeah, area. by the way, Alexi Lawless rolled up at the same time. I was like to my son, look, there's a famous guy here. Uh, Alexi yeah. Lawless was laughing, of course. Yeah, but well, you like, live in a very, a lot of celebrity athletes where you Do live. we need to talk about your neighbor? No, who's no, no, kind no. Of my neighborhood deal? is old people. Oh, old famous people as well. No, just old people. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I, we have model cars there from the 60s. I thought you said Dustin Hoffman picked up a newspaper and gave you a shout-out. No, no, no. Like I've that. seen him before. Yeah? I've seen some, yeah. What, I've seen Kamala Henry Harris? Winkler. Very nice people. Yeah. It just, I just... I live in a very sedated. <laughs> oh, you live in a very right. jockey beach volleyball <laughs> yeah, neighborhood. Yeah, oh, come on. You do. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. I, it, 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 one, it was so funny because I had cousins in town. And uh, uh, I'm not going to say where I live, but I, it, it's, there's a lot of older, you know, it's an older area in Los Angeles. Henry Winkler is known as the nicest guy in the world. Well, he's the nicest celebrity in the history of Los Angeles. <laughs> there was uh, Kamala Harris was in town. And uh, the vice president, and and she lives around a couple streets down. And the, whenever she's in the neighborhood once a year, there's 600 cops. It's just unbelievable. And so my cousin's sitting there with his window open in this horrible traffic. 
And he looks over, and Henry Winkler's like, can you believe this traffic? He's like, Fonzie. It was like the, he, he couldn't believe it. He, he talked about the whole weekend. He was like, he was such a nice guy. I'm like, he's known as like the nicest uh, celebrity. How about the Happy Days theme song? One of the all-time, like top 10 theme song for TV show of all time. Even if you didn't grow up with the Happy Days, and I'm, I'm not that old. But I watched the reruns, and the theme song. You just, watched the reruns? When I was a kid, you know, you oh. stay home sick from school with the fake cough. You watch The Love Boat. <laughs> you watch Happy Days. You don't remember that? Yeah, well, I didn't. My mom wouldn't let me stay home. Yeah, I, I'm, I was good at fake Shoot, my parents are watching. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> they do watch every – they talk about the outfits that I wear. We're on radio, so maybe they didn't yeah. switch over to FS2. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we could, my mom would be like, get to school. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. This is Steve Cavino And Rich Davis. And together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right. Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Cavino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Well, now that Bradley Beal will join Devin Booker and Kevin Durant for a pretty remarkable big three, J-Mac, I thought I would I would rank 10 through 1 the best trios in the league. There's some really good ones. Really good ones. Let's see them. Okay, here we go. Number 10. I would say Kings. Now, they led the NBA in offense. Sabonis is a rebounder and kind of limited. But De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis, DeMontes, Sabonis, and Keegan Murray. Murray's not yet a great player. Uh, Fox is obviously the best. Sabonis somewhat limited offensively, but that's number 10. 
Number nine would be the Cavs, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley. Now, Mobley's a good player. He's not yet great, so I put them at nine. They were the number one scoring defense, lowest field goal percentage allowed. Mobley's, by next year, is going to emerge as a 20-plus point a game big. Number eight. I'd probably say the 76ers. Um, Harden plays no defense, and Maxie is... Tyrese Maxey is becoming ascending to star power, but it's Embiid, Harden, Tyrese Maxey. Embiid and Harden are one of the better pick-and-roll duos in the league. Maxey, by this year, I think. Harden also led the league in assists, so they get they get my number eight. Number seven. The Lakers with LeBron AD and Austin Reeves. Um, LeBron, at 38 years old, is the only guy in the league that averaged 25 points, eight rebounds, and six assists on at least 50% shooting. So he's still a remarkably efficient player, and AD was the best defender in the playoffs. I think Reeves should be your four or five starter. It's not really a classic point guard or a shooting guard. That's why I put them only seven. Number six. The Warriors have the best catch-and-shoot guys in the league. Uh, Steph, Clay, and Draymond led the NBA in catch-and-shoot scoring. They made the most threes, highest, second-highest three-point percentage. Uh, played together, high IQ, great culture. Clay had a disappointing last series, but I would put them at number six. Number five. I'd put Miami because they're much better defensively. Up, uh, Bam out of Bayou and Jimmy Butler are elite defenders. Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero, who was kind of squirrely a couple years ago, gives you 20 points a game, and they've reached the finals in two of the last four years. So that's why Dame is so intriguing that I think even though they were an eight seed, they're kind of malleable. I mean, Bam, when he's playing well offensively, gives you size. Butler just needs help on the offensive end. He's a two-way player, but he's not a great, easy-scoring player. So I would put Miami at five. Number four. I may have him low. I have the Bucks at four because Chris Middleton's been banged up, and I think he's peaked. But I think Giannis and Drew Holiday are the best two-way trio in the NBA. Great players. Uh, Middleton, I think, again, I worry about his health. But the Bucs have made the playoffs in seven straight seasons and uh, may have Metadla. My, my guess is Giannis bounces back and is the leader in the MVP voting next year. Number three. I think it's the Celtics. They don't have a ring. I will say this about Marcus Smart. I've never thought of him as a great facilitator, but the last four years, he's averaged more assists every year. Did you know that, J-Mac? And this year, he averaged a career-high six and a half. And so I, I, we look at Smart as a defensive player, but these guys led the NBA in net rating, um, and I would put them at three. Number two. I think offensively, this is the best trio. Beal, Booker, Durant are insane. Uh, they were the highest shooting percentage team in the playoffs, and they've added Bradley Beal. I mean, folks, these are like three all-star shooters. I mean, this is a great shooting offensive team, and Beal does have the ability to facilitate. He's not a classic point, but he can do some of it. Number one. Got to go with the Nuggets, mostly because of the way they fit. Jokic makes everybody better. Gordon's an elite long defender, and Murray's your classic shooting guard. So they they really fit perfectly. Well, the Suns may not fit perfectly. Uh, you know, Lakers, Austin Reeves, and LeBron, I think, are both better with the ball than off the ball. May not fit perfectly. Warriors may be a little old. You know, Heat, I wish Butler was a little more skillful offensive player. The points came easier. They seem like they take so much effort. That's why he's exhausted by the end of the year. 
But there we go, my trios. I'm surprised Buker doesn't like Beal, Booker, and Durant. You and I are both surprised by that. I love it. I like scoring. We like. We both like Buker. Good guy. I, I just feel like once some of this group think takes uh, it takes on like the rolling steam, the steam gathers or whatever the phrase is. I just feel like everybody starts to say, "Oh, Bradley Beal's washed. Bradley Beal's hurt all the time. Uh, Suns are duplicating like on the perimeter. Like Suns don't play. De- Everybody's parroting the same crap." And it's all looking backwards. None That's of these people have nice, the ability. Nice, very nice thing to say about Buker. Well, I mean, he's saying the stuff that I'm seeing out there, and it's like, I don't know how all these people are seeing backwards, but you and I have the ability to look forward. Uh, and well, see. maybe we're like X-ray vision sports. But we're also seeing the positive. A lot of people want to view the negative. Well, I, I mean, know. ask yourself this. Beal, Booker, Durant, are they better than last year? 100%. And I'm not even counting Aiton. Well, last year they beat the Nuggets twice. If Chris Paul doesn't get hurt, it, it may go, what did it go, six? It could go seven. I mean, it was like those were real. How many games did it go, five? Game two and game five were very close touch and go. The Suns won in six. The Nuggets won in six. Nuggets won See in six. Nuggets beat them, yeah. One more herd. The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 